Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mack puts it back in the bounce. He had an open man, didn't find it. Now he drives with the right hand to the basket, kicks to the corner. Rodney bobbles, fires, shoots, scores! How did he hit that? He caught the pass, bobbled it on his left hip, brought it up to the left hand on a corner three with the backboard in the way and hit it. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked on Jazz for the 11th of November. Coming to you from Orlando as the Jazz will wrap up their road trip in Orlando and Miami. We'll preview both those teams for you. It's a Friday numbers day. I always like numbers on a Friday. We'll look at shot location rookies and maybe catch and shoot stuff. Plus, we'll look at what happened in the NBA last night. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? Welcome. On a Friday morning edition of Locked On Jazz, coming to you from Orlando, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We bring you daily, relatively bite-sized podcasts for you to update update you on your team and what's going on and be in the know of each and every day with insight you cannot get anywhere else for those who don't know the backstory on the show it just really started as me grabbing a cup of coffee and talking into a webcam into youtube and many years later we have have built it into something else so appreciate all those who are tuning in our audiences continue to grow uh today's show is brought to you by our good friends up in ogden at my simply smarter laird and uh the company there, NACD, do incredible work. National, uh, the uh, National Association for Child Development. It was started in 1979, and and what my Simply Smarter is is an online program that you can do from anywhere. You have a computer, ten to twenty minutes, three times a week. That makes, makes basically builds your brain, the muscle that is your brain, the same way you would a bicep for a pitcher or a quick twitch muscle for a volleyball player or anything of that nature. It's it's really incredible. It delivers personalized exercises to you on the, online that help you build a strong foundation for learning. So it helps you focus, process, retain, and analyze information. Really, it helps your child. You could do it too. I'm actually pretty intrigued as I have all these things going on all the time. My brain whacks every direction. I almost wonder, should I be doing this as training for to be a better play-by-play announcer? Uh, the users begin with a variety of very short, fun activities, and then that build an intensity, and they incorporate components, and so it's customized to each and every one. It's really it's a neat, neat program. My Simply Smart, these are, these are wonderful programs that help kids with learning challenges so that they can uh, – really make progress, typical kids that you think can achieve the ultimate potential. And, I mean, it's got a lot of different applications. One of the cool things is Weber State and My Simply Smarter have combined to work with their entering student-athletes so that it helps those student-athletes become better with their memory and their 
executive function and spatial relations and visual processing and all the things that student-athletes need uh, that maybe in the school systems these kids have come from, they haven't been as good. And so MySimplySmarter.com comes in and helps them develop. So it works for your child uh, as well in whatever capacity it might be. And it's nice for the parents because you can monitor the process, the progress online with your admin login. You get weekly updates. You can be engaged with the kid. You're coming home. You get the update. The first thing you can talk, hey, great, way to go, way to get your season passed or, you know, your high score on, and, and you're engaged with your kid uh, in the process. Go to MySimplySmarter.com with the promo code LOCKED. You get 20% off for life. They all come with a free seven-day trial, but 20% off for life with the program, and it's not crazy expensive. You'll, you'll, you'll be really pleased. I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but Laird's uh, emailed me a few times saying, hey, make sure they know that it's not like you're not, we're not talking you know, thousands, crazy numbers. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, so check it out, mysimplysmarter.com. All right, let's get to the program. As I said, we'll preview Orlando and Miami today, uh, get you ready for those two matchups. Two teams are struggling a little bit, and uh, if the Jazz can stay engaged, they can get, and then uh, we'll also uh, look around some of the other stuff going on uh, around the league. We, of course, always started off with pins across the world. That's our signature. It's you, part of our community here at Locked on Jazz. Email me at dlock09 at gmail.com and let me know uh, where it is that you listen to the program from every day and, and how it is you became a jazz fan. Or maybe you're just an NBA fan who has tuned in. But we talk an awful lot of jazz, so I would assume that you are a jazz fan. Some point. We kind of sometimes we have a lot of these, uh, and I want more. Uh, we go back sometimes and and grab old ones uh, that we've already read because we have our audience has grown by uh, such dramatic amounts. And so I'm doing that today. We're going to one that came in on uh, January 14th. Uh, you can put a pin in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, says Jeremy Pitt. I moved in the fall of 1997 to attend the U, and I got to watch both the Utes and the Jazz lose in championships that spring. I was a Jazz fan ever since. You've made it much easier for me to stay a Jazz fan while I was living in Charlotte a few years ago while my wife attended pharmacy school. We've now moved to Milwaukee. are expecting our first child any day. That's probably happened. I'm going to try my best to get my daughter to love the Jazz, too. See you in Milwaukee. Thanks, Jeremy. So that's Jeremy Pitt, and that's his pin across the world. All right, so Jazz have two games here that are winnable if they're just not worn out. And this road trip does, I often will tell you that I feel like I have a pretty good vibe on whether a team's hammered or not. I don't feel so bad today. I feel like this has been um, pretty reasonable. They practiced yesterday. So I, I think they could be okay. Orla- I watched Orlando play uh, Minnesota. They are just, they're going to come out a ball of fire tonight because they are just lacking energy and effort and defensive intensity. It's hard to believe that this is a Frank Vogel coach team right now. Uh, they're 3-5. and five. They're being outscored on average by 10 points a game. They have the 29th in the league in differential. Uh, they are 25th in the league offensively, and a Frank Vogel team is 29th defensively, and they're 28th in defensive rebounding. Uh, they're 30th in shooting They've really just not come together yet at all. Evan Fournier's got some back problems. He's their primary scorer. They they have lineups with Aaron Gordon as the three and Alfred Payton as the one where guys just, they don't have enough shooting. And then Nikolai Vukovic is doing a huge amount of work in the middle of the paint. He's averaging 14 points and 11 rebounds, but it's an, it's an entire mid-range game. He's not a passer. Out of the post, though, he's done a better job with three assists this year. Abaka, who's a really nice player, does not seem engaged at all. 
uh, at all, and they've been awful when he's on the floor. And then Alfred Payton's just not a good shooter at 18%. Come off the bench with Jeff Green, and they, they just they got blitzed. They had 38 points in the first quarter to Minnesota, then they played much harder in the second half of the game and looked much better uh, in the second half. But they're not there. We, we expected this Bismack, Biombo, Serge Ibaka, Aaron Gordon, Alfred Payton team to be this elite defensive team. Watching the other night, I would question whether or not Alfred Payton is really as good a defensive player. Sometimes we have a tendency in the league, if a guy can't shoot, we announce him to be a good defensive player. That's that's like our little trick that we throw out there. Is, well, he, he he's a great defensive player. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, so they just really do not – there's not a lot of statistical – they're going to get better. Vogel's a great coach, uh, at least I think he is. And this roster is – Weird. Their wins came against Philadelphia, Sacramento, and Washington without John Wall. Back to back to back. They then got blown out in Chicago and then got blown out by Minnesota. They've allowed, they're going to come out. If they have any pride, they're going to come out. And the first eight minutes of this game are going to be really important. If the Jazz can hit some shots and hit them early, oh, I, I don't think they've got a lot of fight uh, in them to, to fight through it again. I think there's also likelihood of a starting lineup change. I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do, but they've got to find a way to get a little bit better defensively. Then we play Miami, who's 2-5. and five. Uh, They looked pretty good last night. They lost to Chicago at home. They've lost to good teams. Their losses are Charlotte, San Antonio, Toronto, Thunder, and Chicago. Uh, so their wins are overtime against Sac and o- against uh, Orlando on opening night. This This is a team that I'm not... Uh, two and five. I'm not willing to to write off for dead quite yet. They they have um, just such a great system. Uh, Eric Spolster is a fabulous head coach, uh, but they are struggling to score the basketball as well. So both these next two nights are a case where if the Jazz have the energy and the effort and the mental fortitude to execute their game plan and and play defensively, uh, I think they can they can kind of take it to these guys early in the game. Uh, Miami will come out and hit you defensively. They're sixth best defensive team in the league, having played really good offensive teams. And so that's going to be, I think, hard. On the fifth game and seven nights and a second back-to-back of the trip, uh, whether or not the Jazz can handle and score enough. Again, it's a shot-making league. We're getting so many good looks. It's a question of whether at that point, with their pressure, uh, do we have the, the, the ability to fight through that? Um, but because th- this is a Miami's a really good physical, good defensive team, they struggle to score. So uh, that's that's going to be hard because Miami you beat because you're more talented than them, and they're going to beat you because they out effort you. And you're on the fifth game in seven nights. That's that's not a great script uh, in Miami. I wouldn't be surprised if that one's not a real dog. Uh, Whiteside is is a beast. He's at 18 points and 15 rebounds. I'm sure Rudy will be up for that. Dragic is doing good work at 16 points a game. And then they Tyler Johnson, Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters. Justice Winslow is showing signs, but he's shooting just 33% and 24% from threes. Not a good three-point shooter. Josh Richardson, who had great shooting year last year, has not brought that this year. Deion Waiters is 33%. So they, they lack the punch. Uh, in the game, and Whiteside's getting you know, four offensive rebounds a game. So tonight, I think, is, an, is, an, is a come-out-early, beat a team that just 
doesn't know who they are, hasn't figured out their identity, uh, probably is embarrassed. And so you have to, you're going to deal with an early punch. But that's just not a good shooting team. I think you can scheme Orlando to a point where they just don't have enough options. Miami's going to be a game that's really difficult to be able to uh, kind of stay stay with uh, just emotionally and uh, with their their pressure. Jazz are home next week. Tickets are available. We hope you'll come out and join us at uh, Vivint Smart Home Arena. Ticket packages are available as well. If you'd like to, they have some neat little packages going on with various pizzas and all the other kind of things that, that exist. The family night is maybe the best package coming up against the Grizzlies. Uh, six tickets and six hot dogs for $90. That's family night against the Grizzlies. Six tickets, six hot dogs for $90. Uh, you can email inside sales at utahjazz.com or call 355-2999, 325-2999. Then also the Bulls come in. We play them on the 17th. You can get the uh, see Dwayne Wade and James. Harden plus a cool hat from fans uh, starting at $73. So those are the two uh, good packages that are out there uh, right now uh, for you. So feel free to jump aboard and and grab either or both of those uh, two ticket packages. If you'd like to advertise on Locked on Jazz, we do have some open spots between now and the rest of the year. Not every week, but most of the time. You're looking for men between the ages of 18 and 54. We're in your wheelhouse. We're 18 to 44 is about 72% of the audience. And then if you shift it to 25 to 54, it's 77% of the audience. Podcast listeners are more likely to engage with sponsors than other media forums. The recent surveys have shown. So feel free to email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. All right, I always, Fridays I like to look at a few stat things. Um, so let me take a take a second here. Uh, shot location stuff. We are after last night. We are dead on at thirty percent of all shots are being taken are threes, uh, which is uh, the number I suspect we're going to move up a little bit. Last year, uh, the number of all shots were threes were twenty eight percent. So the league has is taking more threes uh, than it did a year ago. We're at thirty percent of all shots are threes. Uh, percentage of shots in the restricted area are at 32.4. Uh, last year, percentage of shots in the restricted area, this is incredible, 32.4. Isn't that wild? The corner threes last year, 7.3% of all shots. This year, 7.2% of all shots. So what we're seeing is an increase in top of uh, the circle threes. Above the break threes are up. The Last year, the above the break three uh, averaged 1.04 points per shot this year it's 1.03 so that's down a little bit the corner three was 1.12 last year it's 1.10 this year so both the corner three and the top of the key shot are tiny bit down um, but otherwise the shot distribution is virtually the same shooting at the rim is a little bit better this year but mid-range shooting which started the year well, is now right on 0.8 points per shot for any shot that's in the paint but non-restricted area and middle and mid-range jumpers. And Orlando shoots a lot of them. You'll see it tonight. But that's it's 0.8 points per shot compared to uh, 1.2 at the rim, 1.1 at the three point, uh, corner three, and 1.03 at the top. It's just a, still just a wide margin of difference. Uh, the other one that's interesting out there is Houston is taking 80% of their shots in either the restricted area or of taking a three. 35% of their shots are an above the break three. 42% of their shots are threes. Cleveland is taking 40% of their shots as three-point shots right now. 
40% for the season. I, I think they're right. Um, you know, I've said I'd like us to be at 35% would be, if Quinn asked me the, the my, my metric, um, for, I would say that we want to be at 35%. That would make us uh, the sixth in the league in three-point attempts uh, per, per possession. I think that's where you want to be. Uh, Houston, Cleveland, and Brooklyn are all at 40%. Dallas, Golden State, and Portland are right around 35%. And then Boston, 34 Charlotte, 33 Philadelphia, 32 And we're at 32% of our shots. We're 10th in the league in percentage of shots we're taking uh, as threes. Detroit, Phoenix, Washington, Chicago, and Minnesota are still living in another world. Though Minnesota is much better uh, than they used to. Uh, rookies in the league are interesting. Though Brandon Ingram, if you were watching last night, sure looks like he's got uh, the chance to be really special. Uh, that's what the scout talked about. Excuse me, the coach talked about on the Locked On NBA podcast. Good Locked On NBA podcast right now, by the way, with Roland Lazenby is available for you. But just looking across, uh, Jalen Brown is shooting 47% right now. No. No rookie is averaging 10 points a game. Uh, it's so hard to break into this league. Uh, no rookie is averaging 10 points a game. Only five rookies, six rookies, Brandon Ingram, Chris Dunn, Buddy Heald, Demnotis Sabonis, Wade Baldwin, and Malcolm Brogdon, second-round pick from Milwaukee, are playing 20 minutes a game, and none of them are playing more than 22, Chris Dunn. The shooting percentages, the only ones that are over 40% are Jalen Brown at 47%. Marquise Chris, who's a center, basically, at 41%. Jakob Pertl is at 41%, which is awful. Demonis Sabonis is at 45% and 45% from three. Uh, Pascal Saikam of... Uh, Toronto, who's playing 17 minutes a night, is at 55% never shooting. And that's basically, Patrick McCaw is at 50% for, I mean, the the numbers are incredible. Ingram, 37%. Bender, 36%. Dunn, 36%. Heald, 34%. Murray, 29%. Chris and Pirtle at 41% is terrible. I don't have effective field goal percentage on this chart. Um... Then Denzel Valentine, 36%. Herman Gomez, who's a center, at 46%. Wade Baldwin at 29%. Malik Beasley at 39%. Malik Richardson's played eight minutes. I mean, it's really been a tough run uh, for the rookies uh, so far. Uh, I wanted to take one other quick note and look and see which teams were the best catch-and-shoot teams in the NBA, Lakers. By the way, last night, as I'm look, as I'm pulling this number up, uh, Lakers last night were really terrific. Uh, that's a big win for them. They're playing uh, fabulous, fabulous basketball, and uh, I I don't know how you know totally legitimate they are as a um, overall as a team uh, in the sense of playoff contender, but they certainly have a lot of great things. Uh, going on. Catch and shoot three-pointers. Spurs are number one in the league at 44%. Pacers are number two at 42. Rockets at 40%. Timberwolves at 40. Knicks at 39. Jazz at 38%. So the Jazz are the sixth best catch and shoot three-point shooting team in the league. Toronto is the worst. The Pelicans, Dallas, Phoenix, 
and Washington also struggle uh, in that category. Uh, teams we play this week, Heat are pretty good. Heat are right after the Jazz. Uh, frequency of getting catch-and-shoot threes, Cleveland is the highest, followed by Brooklyn, Houston, 76ers, and the Mavericks. We're in the middle of the pack there. Uh, off the bounce, three-point shooting is never as good. Uh, it is for Minnesota, stunningly. Uh, and Portland off with Lillard is at 40%. We're actually the fourth best off the bounce three-point shooting team at 36%. And we do that on about 10% frequency, which is high. Uh, that's Rodney. George does that a little bit. Uh, Orlando is the worst off the bounce three-point shooting team in the league at 12%. Uh, all right, that wraps up today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Hope you're good. Thanks very much. Go get your jazz tickets uh, for the upcoming games. And if you'd like to advertise on the program, email me at dlock09 at gmail.com.